Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern Ned Reynolds in the studio. It's cold. It's Wednesday. But USA moves on in the World (laughs) Cup. (laughs) Yes, they moved on to the knockout round. What's that mean? Well, it means that from here on in, you win or you go home. One loss and you're out. It's pool play. You could lose maybe one, which the USA did not do. But yeah, they won a match with Iran yesterday, one to nothing, absolute thriller. And uh, well, the last ten minutes were for uh, sure. Christian Pulisic is the one who kicked the goal, kicked the winning goal, did it in the first half, and then held on in the second half. Had an abdominal injury from which he will come back and will play. And it is the Netherlands on Saturday in the knockout round. The Netherlands, pretty good. Uh, A.K.A. Holland, for those of you not familiar with international geography, but officially the name of the country is the Netherlands, and that's who USA will play. Should be a pretty good match. USA is not a bad team. I don't think they're a great team. They're not a World Cup champion team, I don't believe. I don't know that much about soccer, but I don't think they're a world championship team. But they are there in the knockout round, and that's fine. Well, it's good to see them move on. Uh, what they lack it really is a super aggressive score. Most teams just have to play them soft, and that's the problem. And that's why you saw two draws going into that game yesterday. Um, but it was exciting, you know. It doesn't. I don't. I really don't follow it too closely until stuff like this happens um, with the World Cup, and it's kind of nice to relive it. But you are right. It's uh, for for a guy who who claims football is his favorite sport. Soccer is kind of like it's good for about ten minutes. <laughs> the last ten minutes, if it's close. All right, uh, Astros latest signing, pretty big signing for I this team. I think it is. Yeah. It's uh, even though the guy is 35 years old, Jose Obreu, who's a free agent from the Chicago White Sox, has signed. It's a three-year deal. You're not going to sign anybody to a long-term deal at the age of 35. But here's a guy who has one of the big bats in all of baseball. Now, he doesn't have a tremendous number of career home runs. I think it's 234. But he's been around for nine years. It's 243, as a matter of fact. But he has three Silver Slugger awards, and he has been a big part of the Chicago White Sox lineup for the last nine years. That's the only team for whom he's played. He's a Cuban guy, and he can hit. This is be, uh, will be a big deal for the World Series champion Astros. Not a whole lot of money for him. I believe it's $58 million, something like that, for three years. They can afford that. And indeed, he will be a major plus, in my opinion, for Houston. They'll be, they'll be tough to beat. They will be tough to beat, and they have been tough to beat recently. Um, All right, speaking of tough to beat, Kansas City Chiefs were supposed to play the Denver Broncos in another primetime game. It would have been the last primetime game for the Chiefs this season, or at least in the regular season, in Denver. Uh, They flexed it, moved it back to the mid-afternoon game so the Chargers and Dolphins can play the Sunday night game. Uh, I'm pretty... Pretty okay with that decision. Just so nobody is confused, that's not this week, folks. No, that is next next weekend. And uh, NBC exercised their right to to flex the game. And this is a little unique to flex the Chiefs out of a primetime game because the Chiefs, or I beg your pardon, the NBC announcers, Chris Collinsworth in particular, absolutely loves Patrick Mahomes and the way the Chiefs play. But this game doesn't mean a thing. The Denver Broncos are terrible. The Chiefs are not. The Chiefs are the number two team in the NFL power rankings right now. So uh, they did flex this game, and they put in one that does have some meaning to it. Both Miami and the Los Angeles Chargers are playing very well. So, yeah, but again, that is next week, this week, the Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals, and that game better not be overlooked, gang, because it has a lot of meaning to it. Not as far as division championships are concerned. Chiefs are going to win the West. 
but it does have as far as your postseason home field advantage and things of that nature. This is a big game coming up on Sunday. It really is a big game, and uh, as long as the Chiefs can handle business in Cincinnati, I feel good about Denver-Houston. Seattle could be interesting. We'll see there, but then going uh, back um, home to against Denver at the end of the year or the beginning of the year on January 1st, and then Vegas, we'll see about that. But really, the Cincinnati game is probably the biggest test in the last part of the regular season. I'm not so sure that in that Vegas game, the Chiefs play any regulars. Uh, if, if we've got control and the playoffs go through Arrowhead, probably not. So the official college football bowl rankings are out. Happy to see the K-State Wildcats made it into the top 10. Uh, but obviously we're talking more specifically about the top four and what could happen to one of those uh, bottom two if they should lose. But K-State figures very much into that. Yes, with TCU they do. They play Texas Christian in the Big 12 championship game, and that is down in Jerry's little playpen down in AT&T Stadium in Arlington. That will be a very interesting game. That's a three, I believe, 3.30 start and will be very, very hard to to judge because Kansas State and TCU played earlier this year and K-State had them. They had them beat and let it get away. 110%. But the top four is who we're talking about and it came out just exactly the way we thought it would. Georgia remains number one. Michigan moves to two. The Horn Frogs are elevated to three and the number four team is Southern Cal. Okay, we thought that's the way it would be. So that means if the playoffs started today, it would be Georgia Southern Cal and Michigan TCU. But the playoffs don't start today. There is another ranking that comes out next week and that's following the league championship games. Who's number five? Number five's Ohio State. And who is number six? Alabama. Yeah, I just don't see. I, God, I hope they don't sneak. It in. is. It is not very likely that that happens, but it is possible. Let's just say now that TCU gets knocked off by K State, and uh, Purdue is not going to beat Michigan. No. Nor is uh, LSU going to knock off Georgia. That's not, not going to happen, happen. But just suppose it does, and you find Alabama in that top four. It could happen, not likely, but it is possible. It is possible, and I will be rooting for K-State when they face off with TCU because they definitely should have beat them in the regular season, and it'd be a whole different top four if that had happened. So but we're we'll missing see. one, missing one game, and that is Utah Southern Cal, which is on Friday night. This is the one Friday night game made for television, playing it at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. This is the Pac-12 championship game. That is not a given. Utah is a very good football team. Southern Cal is too. They have Caleb Williams, the Oklahoma transfer. They have Oklahoma's old coach out there, Lincoln Riley. This team can run. They can score. Don't play a whole lot of defense, but they can put the points on the board. And I think they probably, I think uh, if I remember correctly, Southern Cal is about a three and a half point favorite. I might uh, take the points there and, and go with Southern Cal. But, but be that as it may, the uh, Trojans can score, probably will win, but if Utah wins and a Kansas State win, watch out. It'll be interesting. What time is that game supposed to happen on Friday night? I believe it kicks off at 7. If I'm Damn, not I'm taking the wife to go see White Christmas at the Little Theater. So that's, think, that would be better. That, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, Ned Knows. Ned Knows. All right, so the Bears had a disappointing trip in the Bahamas. When do they get to uh, right the ship? They will play tonight, and they play in Chicago. They never came home. They went right from the Bahamas to Chicago. Boy, is that a weather shock, and a culture shock for that matter. And the Bears will play Illinois-Chicago tonight. This is the first time these two teams have played in almost 20 years. 
UIC was a former conference member with the Bears, and that was back in the days of the AMQ-8. We televised several games from their arena in Chicago. Nice nice little arena. seats about eight or 9,000. They play a lot of hockey in there and have concerts. Their basketball team historically has not been all that good. They played, they went, when they moved conferences, they went to the Horizon League, and now they're Missouri Valley. So UIC and Missouri State, very interesting little matchup, but I think the Bears come away with a nice little conference opening win in this one. This is the conference opener, folks, and it's occurring in November, of all things. Their next conference game after this is Saturday night versus Bradley, then they take a month off. This is kind of a strange schedule, and uh, when you gear your team up for conference play, you really haven't had that opportunity yet. I'm, I'm a little bit puzzled as to why the league did this, but the league has to do what they think. They right. do what they do. <laughs> um, we did have some college hoops last night, though. Who are the winners? Missouri went on the road. This is their first road game. Now, Missouri is, <laughs> Missouri is, I think, number 18, if I'm not mistaken. Did they deserve to be so? Well, they played at Wichita State. Now, Wichita State is not the Wichita State of the past. Wichita State should have won the game. They're up by 10 with four minutes to go and blow it. How do they blow it? Take a look at the stats. My God, they Wichita State outshot Missouri from the field like a whole lot and outshot them from three-point range and outclanked them from the foul line and in the turnovers. And that is where you win the games, the essentials. Wichita State, get this now, they were 6 of 14. They went to the foul line 14 times, made six shots. How many did they miss? Eight. Wow, And yeah. those eight misses came at crucial times and turnovers. Wichita State had 20 turnovers in the game to nine for Mizzou. Ball game right there. Missouri won it 88-84 to in overtime. They remained undefeated. Number one team in the country, Houston. Big winner over Norfolk State, 100-52. to Number three, Virginia held on and beat Michigan, 70-68. to Illinois, watch out for the Illini. 16th in America, they took Syracuse to the woodshed, 73-49. to And 19th ranked Kentucky, Playing Baylor, uh, I'm sorry, playing Bellerman. The Bellerman Knights from Louisville. Bellerman is a third-year Division One team, used to be in Drury's Conference. They, they gave Kentucky a pretty good little battle, had them tied at halftime. Kentucky 60, Bellerman 41 is the final in that one. Pretty exciting basketball season so far, wouldn't you say? We have some pretty good little matchups coming up, uh, especially now as the holidays approach. I'm really anxious to see Missouri has a couple of key games. Mm -hmm. Number one is Kansas, who they're playing, and they play them at Missouri this year in Columbia. And number two is Illinois, who they play in St. Louis in the bragging rights game. That's all right around the Christmas season. See how good Missouri is. Yeah, tough hombres for sure. Speaking of which, tough hombres himself. Ned, you have a great day. <laughs>